This is your host, Vernon Terrell with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And I'm excited to be back today on this episode with Michelle Morris. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. And if you remember one of our very first podcasts, Michelle and I talked about processing emotions and Michelle gave a little bit of her story where she was at that point in time and Michelle why don't you give us a quick update just of kind of where you are sure well our listeners might remember I was in a motorcycle accident in March of 2021 and we're about six months out from that so I am on my road to recovery I've gone from being in a hospital bed Mm -hmm. to being in a wheelchair to using a walker and now I'm up and moving around. I'm driving myself places. I'm going to the pool almost every day to do my workouts and uh, getting back into working part-time, working with uh, counselees part-time as my brain has rebooted and so excited to feel more myself mentally. I'm still getting there physically, but Mm. I am so grateful for all that God is doing in my recovery. Wow, and Michelle, uh, as some of you know Michelle, is on staff at Grace Ministries International, and she is now uh, what we're titling, at least for now, our Director for Strategy and Growth, because we want to grow this ministry, and not just across North America, but across the world, and that's part of our vision, and Michelle is really going to be a key player in making that happen. I have had the honor of teaching our Equipping the Discipleship Counselor class mm. the last couple of years, developing uh, the curriculum and teaching the class. So my heart is really for raising up the next generation of counselors. And uh, so we have a whole program of people are interested in becoming equipped. Um, some people counsel in a lay capacity within their churches mm-hmm. or their community and some people do more formal come on staff with us or with another ministry or just open their own little uh, ministry of doing more formal counseling so I am passionate about um, sharing what I know with others and uh, watching them grow and develop their skills and quite literally Michelle wrote the book on training these counselors and we have a pathway. If you're interested in counseling and learning more, go to our website, gmint, G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G, and um, let us know if you're interested. Uh, We're going to be putting some more uh, ways for you to connect if you're really interested in a counseling pathway. Um, We have our encounter in our EDC, and you can just go to the little little area on the website where you can... uh, give us your email and a little note and say, hey, I'm interested. I want to know more about counseling. And we'll get back uh, back in touch with you on that. And that's both sides of counseling. If you Mm. feel like you need some counseling for yourself or if you're feeling called into becoming a counselor, we we help on both sides. Absolutely. And uh, after 40 years of uh, this year, 40 years of ministry, Grace Ministry International has been really the premier place for Christian counseling. Right. So I started when I was six years old, so I'm 46 now, and it's been a great 40-year 40, 40 run for me. <laughs> Amazing. What insight she had when she was six. 
what today we thought we would talk about a subject that, and maybe you've come across this idea, and it's an idea in our culture we don't like to necessarily uh, hear, maybe. Uh, we often, uh, we just don't do it well. That's just the way our culture is. But it's this idea, Michelle, on waiting for the Lord. What does that mean? People say, oh, I'm, I'm waiting, or I need to wait on the Lord. What does that mean to you? To me personally, that means it, it's it's interesting because there is a way of actively waiting. Mm. So I may be waiting for some specific direction from the Lord, but it doesn't mean I'm necessarily sitting still while I am in a waiting posture. So for me, when I hear waiting on the Lord, it's a posture of my heart where I am attentively listening for God's direction as I open the scripture and read. Um, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to give me personal insight and direction, revelation of how he's specific, uh, specifically directing me. And sometimes it's it's taking a few steps of faith in a direction and giving him the freedom to uh, to whisper in my ear to the right, to the left, straight forward. But sometimes being in motion actually helps you wait on the Lord. It's it's kind of a, a paradox there. You said something that a lot of people question, maybe they don't quite understand, but you said when you're hearing from the Lord and the Lord whispers, what is that like? What I mean, is, does the Lord send an angel down or does he come and sit you know, on your bedside and say, all right, Michelle, here's what's going to happen? Well, Actually, some people have experiences like that mm. where they have visions, they have dreams. It's uh, it's biblical, and and yet I would say very clearly the Bible instructs us we need to test those spirits. Mm. We need to make sure that this is actually um, of the Lord because the enemy has a counterfeit for everything that God has. So, so true. Uh, as the Lord is, is sharing and speaking to our hearts, we want to be sure that we're hearing that directly from him. Sometimes it is an impression that comes spirit to spirit. There's just something deep within my heart, within my gut, um, in my core being that knows that that is something that, that God is speaking to me. One example I think of um, came to me, it was uh, in 2019, and I had been um, talking to the Lord quite a bit in that season of life. Uh, I was actually talking to God about, hey, am I going to get remarried one day? Um, I was really opening my heart to the idea of I'd love to get um, married and have a family. And um, as I opened my heart to that, probably about, oh, four or five months into that journey, I woke up at three in the morning and it was as I was waking up, it was like I could hear God speaking, not quite with my ears, but almost with my ears. I heard him say, no good thing do I withhold. And, mm. and I just held on to those words. As I woke up, I kept saying to myself, I, I just heard that in my spirit. I heard, no good thing will I withhold. And I'm like, I am pretty sure that's a, a Bible verse I've heard. And I, right there, I Googled it. I looked it up um, and found it in Psalm 8411. Uh, it says, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I, and what I do when I have a scripture like that, that God puts on my heart, um, I just keep bringing it before him saying, Lord, what do you mean to me by that? What are you intending for me to understand about that? And so it's actually been uh, a few years, a couple years now of walking this whole psalm out. And I have uh, pretty diligently for two years meditated 
um, come back to this. I'll, I'll, I'll get away from it for a month or two. And then somehow my heart goes back here saying, okay, Lord, what is it that you uh, have for me from this passage? One thing that jumps out, if I can uh, read a little mm-hmm. section of it, um, starting up in verse five, it says, how blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, which means a valley of weeping, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before God in Zion. And then a few verses down, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. What I, what I have come to understand in this passage is that it's a journey. This highway, um, our heart is a highway to, to the heart of God and that there's a journey that we all go on. And um, if, you, if you spend some time reading this passage, you're going to see there's different seasons in that journey. There's that season of weeping. Mm-hmm. There's some grieving. We live in a broken world and we have um, really tough stuff happens to us. And honestly, sometimes we make some really goofy choices mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. and there are tears uh, to be cried. But as we embrace that, um, God blesses us with the rain from heaven, um, that cleansing rain that washes, that clears, clears it away and gives us clarity. Um, this last phrase here, the Lord gives grace and glory. When I hear that, I think God gives grace when we're in that season. Um, maybe it's that wilderness season. Maybe it's the, the valley of weeping. Um, we need grace for that season. But we don't stay in that season forever. He also gives glory. And to me, the glory is speaking of this part where God doesn't withhold. He, he is good um, to give us the promises that he's given our hearts. And the glory comes. Um, some of that we're going to experience in this lifetime. And of course, we know that a greater glory is coming uh, ultimately uh, as we're anticipating Christ's return one day. Mm. So really, it's that period. And as you said, it's not necessarily passive. We don't just fall down and lay in the bed all day. But it's that period of just waiting and trusting. Waiting is really another word for we're trusting him. Absolutely. That's a great synonym. Um, There is impatient waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there with my arms crossed and tapping my foot and mm-hmm. just, you know, impatiently, when's it going to happen? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Lord, are we there yet? Um, and I, I think the biblical concept of waiting on the Lord is it's it can be passionate, but it is full of trust. God knows what he's doing and his timing is impeccable. He's not going to make us uh, wait longer than we have to. And Uh, I think those who are parents who are listening to us can probably understand this. You get kids their gifts for Christmas, for birthdays. You can't wait to watch your kids Mm -hmm. open those gifts. You want them to have the good things that you have for them. um, But you wait until the timing is right. Mm -hmm. There's something special of of waiting for your actual birthday to get your gift or waiting for Christmas morning to get your gift. Um, There's the added joy to the timing being right and the gift being right. Mm. I like the verse uh, in Psalm 25 that says, Indeed, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed. And 
that's, and it continues in verse 5, lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. What We're waiting all the day as he's leading and teaching, and that means I'm following and walking, and that's what we do. That's active waiting. I like the way you say it. it's active waiting on the Lord, trusting that he has our good in mind, always his glory. But uh, I know for me, when you, you mentioned something about um, when my wife passed away almost six years ago, I remember saying, yeah, I'm not going to date. And I needed that year and a half, two years. And then something said, well, maybe I will, and I'm just going to trust the Lord. Uh, and I said, I'll just wait for the Lord to bring that special someone by. And then someone said, you need to try a dating site. <laughs> How did that go? Um, well, I signed up for one under a fake name. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to know, but I confess now publicly that I signed up for this Christian dating site, and then I saw all these people I knew. <laughs> and, I, and I called this company. I said, delete my profile. I know it's a fake name. Delete everything. I don't want... So you didn't you didn't go on any dates? No online dates at all. Mm. It was not, it, it just wasn't, and I'm not bashing online oh, dating Oh, no. Sites. I have a lot of friends who've gotten married through online dating. It's uh, Absolutely. It can, it can be something that God uses to bring us our match. We don't, want, we don't want to put God in a box. God can use so many things. But for me, it was like, my heart was like, no, this is not mine. This is not for me. And I just stopped, and uh, I became content. So I'm just going to be content where I am and trust the Lord, uh, if that's what he wants for me. And uh, it's interesting because uh, then you and I kind of connected a little bit mm -hmm. uh, after your accident, and uh, we became good friends. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, drop the bomb, drop the mic, we started, can we use that word? Dating? Dating. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Powerhouse. We started dating, and it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been so amazing. And that's, in fact, we have a verse that uh, Michelle and I have been just meditating on for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, Psalm 27, 14. Are we going to say it together? We're going to say it together. We've been practicing. Right, we've been practicing. Here it goes. It says, wait, wait for, for the, the Lord, Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. courage. Yes, wait, wait for the Lord. Lord. Psalm 27, 14. That is how we do it over here. Uh, and uh, that's been our verse. It's been... Uh, God has just used that, and, and we, we take that verse in our relationship in a lot of ways uh, that we are to wait for the Lord. And it's like whether it's physically, whether it is in terms of, well, what's next after dating? Right, like even uh, on our relationship journey, when you first showed an interest in me, I wasn't quite ready. Yeah. My heart was uh, processing a lot uh, with the accident and where mm -hmm. I was at in life. So I just needed some more time to uh, before I was ready to start dating. Right. Um, so you had some waiting to do for me. Right. I wasn't really 
practicing that verse very well. I didn't apply that. I was impatiently. No, you know, at that time, I was content. I was saying, Lord, you're in this. And I was waiting. Um, and yes, uh, anxiously at times, maybe a little <laughs> bit, if I confess that to you. But uh, we both had to uh, come to that point and said, Lord, you're in this. Mm-hmm. It's like we just, the Lord just, it's like dropped a bomb and said, wow. He just opened up. And you say it because you talk about heart a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this? And maybe we can't explain it too much. We're talking about waiting, but how does waiting and the heart work together? Well, I think of uh, what comes to my mind is Proverbs thirteen twelve. Uh, it said it, most people have heard this verse: "Hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm. but desire fulfilled is a tree of life." So, I think. Uh, it's a it's interesting as we talk about having some emotional resilience in mm-hmm. our heart that as we trust on the Lord we don't get heart sick when our desires are delayed mm. and this is a journey that we are walking out continually it's not just a one-time prayer oh yeah that one time I told God I, I trust him and I'll wait this is day by day, mm. month by month, and for so many of us, year by year, when we're talking about these deep desires we have for marriage, for children, for career paths, um, for seeing loved ones come to faith. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many deep desires that we have that uh, we can get heart sick. Our hearts can get sick uh, as we wait on those things, and that's where the trust component comes in. If we add the trust in God is the one guarding our hearts, then our heart is safe with him. Even if uh, we've been on these crazy journeys, I think of my journey into motherhood is just such a unique mm-hmm. twist and turn into uh, into the journey of motherhood, yet my heart is healthy. Mm-hmm. And my heart is healthy because as I've waited, on the Lord, I have continually entrusted my heart to him. As those desires have become fulfilled, it is a tree of life. It's refreshing. And when you look at what the tree of life is in the Bible, a lot of you are thinking back to the Garden of Eden. There were two trees in the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but also this tree of life where we take the fruit from it. And when we actually ingest it, it satisfies us. And it's like this verse is saying that as those desires come to fruition, that it actually, uh, it satisfies us deeply. How do you encourage someone in their heart? Maybe there's someone who is looking, they're out of work, and they've been putting resume after resume after resume, and like nothing's happening, uh, or that single guy or that single girl who just can't find that right relationship and they they feel like time is just passing them by Mm -hmm. how can we encourage them it's it's hard because we watch people go off the rails all the time they wait for they wait for six years they wait for 10 years and then it's like i can't wait anymore and they just go off the rails and try to fix it in their own strength Mm. with their own solution instead of being steadfast and saying i am going to continue to wait on the lord and allow him to bring uh the solution that that my heart needs um we need to have community 
we absolutely uh, have to have uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord that are walking with us, praying with us, that we get to vent to, that we get to to uh, unload our hearts with. So part of it is is talking about it. Sometimes these desires are so deep, and uh, like the verse that you shared, there can be shame mm-hmm. associated with it. If I'm not, if I'm single, I might feel less than because sometimes in our culture, even sometimes in church, there seems to be a more honoring if you have a spouse, if you have kids. A lot of times right. you, you hear these sad stories of people getting really a hard time if you're a young married couple or an older married couple and saying, oh, well, when are you guys going to have kids and putting the pressure on? Mm-hmm. And then there starts to be some shame um, as- associated with it. So we need uh, as much as we can have healthy community around us so that we can be authentic and and just share, hey, this is what my heart truly desires. And yet I want to choose to wait on the Lord. I am choosing to wait on the Lord uh, as we go with it. I think something we may have mentioned in the last podcast was this idea of not taking offense mm. at the Lord. And that's a decision we get to make today right now as we're listening to the podcast. I can choose right now to not take offense at God's ways. His ways are higher than my ways. His pathway is different than the path I would choose for myself, but it is good. It is hard, but it is good. And I can choose today. I'm not going to take it offense at whatever pathway God takes me to get me to the goal he has for me. So one way in terms of preparing uh, our heart is to have community and to share our heart. Uh, That is a way to prepare, to make decisions ahead of time that I'm trusting the Lord and I'm waiting, number one, but then sharing our heart is a way to prepare our heart uh, and encourage our heart. Are there other yeah. things you've done well the big one the big one that i know is in both of our hearts is this idea of absolute relinquishment to the lord mm. of relinquishing all of my demands all of my rights laying down my rights i don't have the right to be a mom i don't have the right to be uh, a wife those are things i desire but at, if i grasp onto those and say god if if you really loved me you'd let me be Mm-hmm. the wife I want to be or have this thing that I want to have. And I start putting demands on God on how that looks. Um, I'm setting myself up for that heartbreak, mm. for that heart sickness. And it is a sickness because it says, I want to be the God of my own life. And God, you're not doing your God job right. So if I was God, I right. would. I, here's how I would run the, the show. This is how you should be running my life, yes. God. Yes. So that sense of complete and absolute relinquishment sometimes it's a it comes to a crescendo it's it's a big one-time decision that we make to really go all in with Jesus and fully give him everything and at the same time walking that out is a daily surrender to him daily saying before my feet hit the ground in the morning I say Lord this is your day Uh, for me I I literally do that as I put my earrings on and it's my daily habit or pattern mm-hmm. of saying this is that moment where I am symbolically saying this day is your day. And whether that's waiting, whether that's fulfillment, whatever he brings in the day, it's, uh, it's surrendered to him. In the midst of this waiting, and we've learned how to prepare our heart, we've learned that waiting can be 
It's not passive. It's an active waiting, moving forward as we're trusting God uh, with whatever we're trusting him in. Are there attacks against the waiting that come in and try to circumvent? What might that look like? Well, I think of the enemies of our heart is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm -hmm. We get a constant barrage from all three of those. Um, Our world tells us, you know, what makeup we need to wear, what deodorant we need to use, all the things that we have to have to be enough. Um, So that's just a constant barrage uh, living in this broken world that is not uh, God's kingdom. Uh, it's the it's the enemy's kingdom that, that we're in. We're in the world, but we're not of this world. We're made for something more. Um, the enemy definitely coming at us uh, with attacks on the heart. Uh, the voice of the enemy. Think of think of the the serpent in the Garden of Eden just saying to Eve, like, you know, who you know, did he really did he really say, say that? you know, to you and just questioning what God has told us, you know, did, did God really say that you need to wait, you know, before you get married? Like, do you, do you have to really do it that way? So he's always planting seeds of deception and rebellion, uh, against God. And then we've got the flesh mm-hmm. and that's probably the one that I think probably Christians least understand but has the most impact because we're walking around with the flesh stuck in this uh, physical body as uh, the Apostle Paul tells us is that in these mortal bodies in these physical human bodies we are carrying around this thing called the flesh which is just my way of doing life independent from God and so the flesh does will never uh, wait on the Lord. The flesh does not uh, surrender and submit to the Lord, but we in our true spirit selves do that. Mm. Um, so there is always the, the the choice of the flesh to try to fix it and come up with solutions. And a lot of us spend a lot of time. We're doing research on the internet. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to come up with a game plan. We're having uh, pretend conversations in our head about how things could go down because we're trying to f- figure it out in advance. What would I do? What am I going to say? How am I going to fix this? How am I going to get what I want uh, now? Is it wrong to research things on the web or to oh, look Oh, yeah, at- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the you internet heard it is, here first. The internet right is now. evil. This, this message isn't on the internet, is it? <laughs> okay. We're going to wrap this one. Up. No, it's is it wrong to go and research things? Where's that not. line? What's everything, the... everything is about motivation. Mm. It's all about motivation. So the scripture is very clear that the the motive of the flesh is to uh, is to get my needs met my own way. Mm. The motive of the spirit it's it's always driven by this agape love, this supernatural God love um, that flows through us. So God love. Uh, well, let's go to First Corinthians thirteen. Love is patient. Mm. Yeah, love is love kind. is kind. So right there, we could just stop and say, wait, agape is patient. Agape can wait. And boy, let's step back out of our lives for a second mm-hmm. and look at God's perspective. I think this is so helpful because who's really good at waiting mm-hmm. is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not. Uh, he's not slow in what he does in this big story of the the human story that's going on here. Um, if you just think back, uh, like it's been two thousand years 
since Jesus mm-hmm. came and he made a promise he's coming again. But we're we're waiting for right. him, but Jesus is waiting to come right. get us. We're the bride. Right. You know, think of that groom who just can't wait to be with mm-hmm. his bride. And um and Jesus has had some amazing patience mm-hmm. to wait 2000 years to uh to collect his bride. So God is the expert at waiting as we press into his heart, we can learn from him how to wait well um and and trust that he has what's best in store for us. Well, let me ask one final question going back relationally. Uh are there any red flags that especially in the area of folks who are just waiting in that relationship mode trying they're single or single again and they're uh, and they're waiting are there any red flag relational red flags that just quick tips you might point out to watch out for that might be an enemy or a worldly or fleshly attack that says putting something up uh, in front of you relationally that it, it really should be an obvious red flag for that Christian who is waiting and seeking the Lord. Hmm. So much of that is going to be informed by your previous life experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you had a previous relationship or from your family of origin, mm-hmm. so if you have a previous relationship or a parent who was a yeller mm-hmm. and they just were a hothead and they would erupt and blow up, you're probably going to... Uh, see that as a red flag and be particularly sensitive Mm -hmm. to something like that. Uh, But that's, I mean, that's picking one off the top of my head, but pick all of the dysfunction that happens. Every single unique dysfunction could be one thing that we're looking for as a red flag and our hearts might be particularly sensitive to. And the opposite is the blind spot. We've got that obvious red flag, but then we've got these blind spots. Where do people and community, where does that come in to help with some of those blind spots. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Um, well, we we can't see what we can't see. Yeah. And so I think step one is presenting our hearts to the Lord and saying, Lord, shine your light, mm. bring to bring to light the things that I need to see that you want me to see in this relationship, in this situation, and then of course is seeking uh, godly counsel especially the people who are the healthiest around us, mm-hmm. who uh, have a relationship with God, that, is, that are relying not just on human common sense, but mm-hmm. are really um, interested. That prayerful wisdom. Mm-hmm, in, in hearing what, what God is really speaking to them. And then this word of humbling ourselves, humbling ourselves before God, humbling ourselves to our community, um, to our front row friends, and, and asking for input. Wow. Well, look, this has been amazing uh, conversation. We're going to have more, I know. And uh, I hope that uh, as you have been listening to this podcast with Michelle and I, that uh, it's been encouraging. I hope the Lord is speaking to you. If you're in a time of waiting, if you're in that time of uh, weeping or in that valley, Always know the Lord is walking through the valley with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. You're not alone. Sometimes it feels like you're alone. You're not alone. He is always for you. He is never against you. So we want just to encourage you just to keep walking and trusting the Lord uh, in this time of waiting. And we look forward to having you back for another episode 
And again, thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.